Hey fam, so I recorded this podcast to do a recap on my talk with the Holy Spirit, something that was short that you guys could listen to in preparation for camp, but I was also doing video at the same time and I feel like it comes across a little robotic, uh, but the information is good. So I'm going to leave it up and if y'all can put up with awkward David for five minutes, well, I mean, just think about the fact that my family has to put up with awkward David for 24 hours a day and they don't get near this good information. So anyway, um, we'll work on it going forward, but so y'all enjoy it as much as you can. Hey everybody, David here to give you a quick about five minute recap on last week's talk on what the Holy Spirit does. I did this as part of a series preparing students for talking about the Holy Spirit at one camp, but also to familiarize students in general with a better understanding of the Holy Spirit. While I'm videoing this, I'm also recording it for our new podcast, and I'll upload that too, so you can click the link in the email if you'd rather listen to it on the go. So when John the Baptist is preparing the way for Jesus, he's recorded in all four Gospels as saying Jesus is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Three times he refers to this as a baptism with fire. So when I think about what the Holy Spirit does, I find the fire metaphor helpful in my understanding. First, like fire, the Holy Spirit provides warmth. He provides warmth in our relationships. The Holy Spirit brings a warmth of familiarity in our relationship with God. Romans 8.14 says those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we're God's children. A lot of times we can relate to God like an employee does to a boss or like a citizen does to a judge. It's the Holy Spirit that helps us understand our right place as children. But the Holy Spirit also provides warmth in our relationship to other people. He builds a bond of unity that's crucial to the family of God. In Ephesians 4, Paul says, Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there's one body and one Spirit, just as you, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. So in an experience of the fullness of Holy Spirit, you should see both of these things present in relationship. Second, like fire, the Holy Spirit provides light. It provides light to our understanding of God. The Holy Spirit helps us understand how and what to pray. Again, in Romans 8 and verses 26 and 27, the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, Paul says. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father, who knows all hearts, knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. The Holy Spirit also helps us understand the scriptures. We hear Paul praying for us, like in Ephesians chapter 1, he says he wants God to give us spiritual wisdom and insight so that we can grow in our knowledge of God. And when we read the scriptures with the fullness of the Holy Spirit, we start to see the things that God wants us to know. It's like Paul said, our hearts are flooded with light so we can understand the things that God is calling us to. The Holy Spirit also helps us understand a lot of God's will for us in our own lives. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11 and 12, Paul says, No one can know a person's thoughts except the person's own spirit. And no one can know God's thoughts except God's own spirit. And we have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. And third, like a fire, the Holy Spirit is a source of power. The Holy Spirit is primarily the source of our power to live like Jesus. 
2 Corinthians 3.18 says this, We who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit gives us power to be transformed in the likeness of Jesus. And this power to live like Jesus is expressed in the fruits of the Spirit. You know those from Galatians, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Those things are evident in the life of somebody who's experiencing the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And they also, the Holy Spirit also gives us the power to live like Jesus expressed in the gifts of the Spirit. And we see those throughout the New Testament. In 1 Corinthians and Ephesians, you see these lists of gifts that include healing, prophecy, miracles, and, and, and to actually do the things that Jesus did. Not just to think the things that Jesus thought, but the Holy Spirit gives us the power to do the things that Jesus did. The Holy Spirit is God's active presence on the earth today, so he obviously does a lot more than you could talk about in about five minutes. But those are some of the things that one should expect to manifest in the life of a believer or a community that's asking for and living in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So I finished the talk by talking about how to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and I shared three things. First, you need to confess any sin and any doubt. That's, that's a step towards Jesus always when we're stepping towards Jesus. These are the things we need to confess. What are the sins in our lives, and what are the things we're doubting? Maybe we don't even think God does these things that I just talked about, and we can confess that. God can deal with our doubts if we confess them. Second, we need to trust Jesus completely and not hold anything back. How can we be full of the Spirit if we're still full of things that are our own and that are selfish? How can we say, God, I want all of you except in my college decision. God, I want all of you except in honoring my father and my mother. We can't. We can't do that. And then the third thing is to ask until things change. Um, I know some people who ask to receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit and boom, immediately they experience a change. But some people are like me. I, I prayed for over a year before I started to actually see my life change like I described above. And, I, and we don't really know why it happens for some people at some points and some people at other points. But we do know this. Jesus says that God longs to give us the good gift of the Holy Spirit and that we should just ask and keep asking and knock and keep knocking until we experience the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So that's a quick recap. It was a little more than five minutes. I'm sorry, but I hope it was helpful. As always, feel free to leave a comment or send a message with any questions or thoughts and have a great rest of your week.